0: Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 40, presented by 5 Pin Universe. I'm your host, Gary Kreitz. We have Adam Weber, both Wisemans, and our special guest this week is Sylvain Bercier from Quebec. Um, he has a mixed gold in the open, and he has a duck pin title um, at the Turner Classic down in the States. Um, pretty cool feat. I think he won 10 grand American down there.
1: Yeah, ten grand American worth thirteen Canadian. That was pretty
0: sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, huge. Did a little bit of research today. Decided to look up some duckpin tournaments. And seeing that you played quite a bit down there uh, a few years back, you played some in the two thousand nineteen season as well.
1: Yeah, did the uh, did play three stop this year. I uh, wish I would have played more. Just just love it every time. It's a different, you know, kind of game. It's different different level of uh uh, you know technique and more and more precision and all that so
0: do you feel do you feel like uh most five pin players could move to a duck pin tournament and play fairly well or do you think it uh it's not quite the same like there's takes a little bit of change to it
1: well i i i to be honest not not to uh take away anything from the uh duckpin bowlers. i think five pin bowlers are more accurate than than duckpin bowlers. so that that's definitely in my in my opinion a very good advantage uh although i'm thinking some some of the guys like especially adam with the speed of your ball and precision you have i i think you just killed it over there in my opinion yeah. uh, how big was the learning curve? Well, it's kind of. It doesn't take much, but you, you gotta realize at first uh, how to make the spares. Uh, most of the time, uh, you're gonna. Like, we're gonna, we're not gonna use the wall as much as they do, in order to get the kickbacks for any spares. So most of the time, we're gonna try to at first you're going to try try to sl- slide the pin on the lanes to get out over, over the other side but most of the times i learned these guys are using the wall walls the pins are coming back faster from the wall and moving all the way down the other side and you can actually make uh seven, ten splits and stuff like
0: that yeah it was from some of the little bit of video i watched say the pincher sure seemed to bounce around on the deck pretty easily um do you happen to know what weight the pins are? I'm
1: not sure about the weight of the pins. Right.
0: I know uh, most of the time they grease
1: the deck every time we, uh, just before we bowl. There's a guy over there just spraying with, with oil and just greasing the crap out. And, <laughs> and the other thing, though, I've, I've learned is they, they use, like, uh, some kind of rubber on the walls so they actually make the pins uh, bounce back <coughs>
0: hmm so i did see like so you're part of the um the duckpin pro bowler circuit the dpba i think it's called i see they increased to eight stops this year so they even added a few more tournaments to their tour
1: yeah Um, they did increase i what was it last year seven or
0: six i think it was six i think they added two more two more tournament stops
1: Which is great, like yeah, right in the summer these guys are freaking dedicated. Like for us, five pin bowlers, we mostly take the summer off, but these guys are going full, full right at it. You know, that
2: that's their that's their high season, isn't it? Like the summer is like the most of their uh, their tour sort of thing.
1: Well, I think they have two tours. Uh, This is the like. The bigger money is in the uh, DPBA Tour, but also they have the Pop Within Pro Tour, which goes uh, throughout the season. Hmm. So from September to uh, even the summer, still, they still have stocks too. And
0: yeah, i seen the DPBA kind of ran from, it looked like early April till late October, it looks like.
1: So at some point, I was I, I was just thinking if I was over there, I would like to play all of them. I was probably going to play every
0: Right. It'd be kind of neat. So to, much. It'd be kind of neat to get like a, almost a small ball tour going because it they obviously have enough players that play out there that are really good at duckpin and as Walt Brooks has proven, it seems fairly transferable. Walt plays pretty well in Regina and stuff like that, and he won twice this year on the DPBA. Um. If they would come do a circuit out here and we do a circuit out there, you could get. A couple hundred players touring and it's decent price price fun like you could actually make a, tur- a tour out of that idea
1: but so so you're thinking of, of uh it like western guys going down to the us and actually
0: yeah the only problem is their tournaments are kind of spread out like ours so travel would be ridiculous you could probably only make a couple To make it worthwhile, but it'd be neat, it'd be nicer if like theirs were all within three or four months and then ours were all within three and four months, and then you could do a a tour idea of it. Yeah, I'd be, yeah,
3: Uh. Hmm. yeah. I guess for the five pin players, you'd almost have to not go nationalize, right? No, almost kind of take on theirs in the summer and then. You know, maybe do like a, a smaller season or something like that for for the league players of five five.
2: Yeah, that that'd be kind of like the consolation prize. You don't make a nationals, while you can go down and, and try your hand at duckpin for a summer. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind that at all.
4: Well, interesting. I know Sly at a certain meeting we had a couple of times ago. The one time he showed up to a C five meeting, he brought that up. Right, we had odd number amount of teams. Remember that Sly, and I think that was a great idea.
1: Of, uh, yeah, there, there was some interest for sure. Uh, put, it, yeah. Go ahead, Rob.
4: Well, your your bet, your, well it was your idea. I'll let you go ahead with it.
1: There was definitely interest uh, for yeah. that at the time. Uh, I had discussion with Walt about it, uh, and they were thinking of being able to put up a team together. But you know, when it comes to commit, they. they at that point, they kind of realize, well, you know, we can't actually come in right now for next year without having firm, like, they didn't get all the firm commitments that we needed at that mm-hmm. point. But there's definitely a little bit of interest over there because every time these guys are coming here, uh, and I had a discussion with Walt, uh, the last club, just, these guys just loves our game. It's different for them. A different variation and you know it changed changed a little uh the, the, the habit of playing the always same game
0: yeah yeah it'd be kind of neat to do like a world's do a world's five pin and a world's duck pin kind of like they do candle pin i know it's the same game but if the five pin mm-hmm. game and the duck pin game is fairly comparable because it's the same size equipment is it not like yes
2: yeah well bowling ball so. balls anyways yes yeah yeah so what,
4: what Sly was talking about is uh, we were talking about new things at um, one of our meetings for the C5, and he brought up, we always had an odd number of teams for the most part before Manitoba was back in or was looking to be more prominent. And he brought up, why don't we offer maybe the U.S. to come in for a team, for a mixed team, for, uh, for a men's team and maybe a ladies' team, to fill up that spot instead of us having a buy. And honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was shot down. It was well received, and uh, and then Sly decided not to show up to another meeting again. So, <laughs> 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 but it, it was it definitely piqued our everybody's attention in the room. I thought it was I thought it was a neat idea, out of the box thinking, and something maybe down the road something we can think about. Yeah,
3: yeah, I like the idea. Never really even thought of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. and I, I think I think that's a good way of us getting our game into the states as well. You know, that's a starting point.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if
2: that, anything ever happens, it's all Sly's
1: idea. So
4: his
0: brainchild, his brainchild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Though it, it would be great to have them. Uh, some people had mentioned, like, well, you know, they stack up a team; they could crush everyone. And it's true. If they do decide to, if the uh, some of the region, let's say Baltimore, decided to actually do an all-star team, they could come over and be pretty stacked for sure. Right.
2: Hmm. You don't know until you try it, right? Challenge accepted. Let's go.
1: <laughs> I. I Have you guys it, ever heard about uh, – they're do, they're, they were trying to do a World Cup at some point. Uh, Argentina uh, went to the US, and so they sent a team over there, and they played against the US for a week. And they were trying to uh, put in a team for Canada as well at that time. It was maybe three, four years ago. Hmm. And uh, Canada, well, the dates were not good for us, because it was in between, I believe. Uh, just. Near, near uh, Masters National, so Argentina could finally show it up, and uh, it was, these guys could build too. They're uh, they have a great they, they have great talent over there as well.
2: I, I didn't know Argentina had duckpin. Where else has where else in the world does duckpin exist?
1: Uh, Philippines, I believe. Okay, that makes sense. Makes sense.
2: Yeah,
1: the, the, all the uh, old. Uh, uh, machines from the U.S., from the bowlings that were closing, uh, most of them went to Philippines.
2: Yeah, they, they had 5-pin at 1.2. Um, maybe we should take up duck pin, guys. I'd like to go to Argentina to go bowling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, not maybe right at the moment, but uh, that, they're having some fuel problems down there right now. It might be a little sketchy for us to go down there, but... Meh. Um... Yeah, I I think any small ball. Uh Gino used to tell me stories there used to be small ball championships. I think Jan Anderson actually won it one year. Yeah. So, it has been a thing I feel thing like in that was past.
2: I feel like that was in the Philippines, wasn't it? From what I remember.
0: Uh, that I I couldn't tell you. I don't know that that information, but I'd be pretty That cool. would be one
1: I of a trip to go there actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, you never know. We we peak enough interest, and in, with Walt Brooks down in the states, maybe maybe we can get something going. Um, maybe Sherwood Bowl has to put in some duck pin lanes. Get on it a- sure. I've been told this week that we need <laughs> to expand
2: anyway, so why don't we throw in some uh, some duck pin lanes while we're at it? In all, well, of, can- in, in reality, pin
3: too. Yeah, but why yeah. not? Uh,
2: from my understanding, there there could be some duck pin in Edmonton area right away. Anyways.
4: So, there is uh on the short lanes in the brew house on Saint Albert Trail.
0: A hard belly or a soft belly?
4: Uh, I can't tell you, but it's it's the short lanes. It's it's the gimmick lanes, right? So it's the Route sixty six. Oh, right, right. Yeah.
0: Uh oh, that, that'll be hard. Mm-hmm. That'll be
2: hard belly, anyways.
0: Um. So, slide. Have you ever, or have you ever competed in soft belly duckpin? I know that's fairly common in the Quebec area. There uh
1: it's a different game uh the way we throw uh almost got kicked out once and we got <laughs> belly bowling out throwing too hard oh really uh uh we we actually did a tournament at, at nick bowling so it, it was quite neat uh, we had the pros from uh, montreal all over so we had to play three game of dot, three three game of 10 pin and three game of five pin. so that that, that was a neat experience and awesome. uh, the five pins guy totally crushed the uh guys even at their own
2: yeah i i heard the 10 pin guys were pretty pissed off about it too
1: yeah it was uh let's say the condition of the lens is not the same way they used to they were dry as fuck and uh, (laughs) and they're they're not used to that they gotta be yeah
4: yeah Slide, didn't you guys go down to quebec city and set something up out there once
1: uh yeah, there was a
4: actually,
1: lot yeah. uh down at a curling rink in quebec and uh, we had pin boys and it was uh uh duck, well belly duck pins actually american duck pins that they they, they had in boys setting something setting uh, up over there it was quite neat experience too
2: that's super cool
1: that'd be fun yeah, I, I just saw things fly everywhere,
4: and people were ducking every time they were throwing the ball.
2: Is that how they came up with the name? Is that what? D- is, is that how they came up with the name, Duckpin? Is everyone trying to avoid getting hit in the head? Wow, good damn
0: joke! Thank you, thank you um uh, yeah because we had a a soft belly center up in Fort McMurray here in Alberta it's since shut down but we had a a chance to go play there when we had to open up there it is totally different game I uh Stephen Locher I think threw a triple and it was the biggest thing ever <laughs> it's like nobody was throwing strikes and he threw a triple it was pretty crazy
1: Did you guys oh. try to play uh the different way uh uh, with the with the hand over the ball
0: instead of I'm pretty sure the... I'm pretty sure Lynn Howell and those guys were playing that way back in that was my rookie year when we got to play up there so I didn't know anything about that uh the Frank Levine style we call it so I was just ripping it up the gut and scoring absolutely nothing so
2: but then we we played this year at Anique and that's how we were playing we were we were just ripping it up the gut and it was yeah just we kind of was... slowing it down
3: just a little bit though right
2: yeah. But that was way better than us trying to do the other. That's for sure.
3: Oh, rubbers were flying off. They wouldn't go. Put them back on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think they were very happy with us either.
2: That pin was destroyed before we got there. Probably. So. That's <laughs> what it is.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, um, Sly, you obviously came out to TPC. Are you coming out to Regina as well? That's a good question.
1: Uh, you know I. I wanted to. Uh thanks for asking.
0: Yeah, from.
1: Uh (laughs) there's there's so much going on during that time, uh family vacation, uh, year in at work and also uh and uh the open masters. So I I think I got one weekend off in about a month and a half. Yeah. So my wife's like okay you can go but you have to prioritize so, <laughs> so yeah but uh, i want to put in my schedule next year what we talked about uh, we won't do the whole tour so uh gotta be honest like i, I prefer both uh, wcbt uh just the whole event the amount of game you play in a weekend the uh the competition uh, i i I think it's the ultimate. So, uh, I'll not, I'll I could be slacking off on some other the other uh, bowling stuff next year in order.
0: We we're, we're actually something. seeing quite a bit of that happen out this way. Even I know Mitch has been prioritizing as well out in Ontario. I think you're gonna start seeing more and more of that there's just the competitions there all weekend. You don't have to qualify through three rounds to make it to play with four other people to play at one national event, right? You can go to four different ones and play against the best players it, from Canada, really. Everybody's showing up. Like, you and Max and Alex, and now we got Mitch and all those guys out there. Jonathan Cowan came out. Like, It's starting to get to be a national event almost every time you show up, which is pretty cool. And it's a little bit
2: different. We get to sit down and have beers with you guys. <laughs> which is something that, you know, like that, that's, that's way harder to do at open nationals or masters nationals or anything like that. You don't get as much downtime. You can't drink while bowling. You can't just go, you know, hang out with who you want to whenever, because you're in the bowling alley the entire time. That's, that's the nice thing for me for the cash. I is it's you know, you can have a couple of beers and just go find a buddy you haven't seen in six months and just sit down and chat. Um,
1: yeah. It's
2: yeah. It's, it's just different.
1: And the beauty of it too, you can actually
0: drink while you bowl. So. yeah. <laughs> That's yes,
2: that's the beauty on the proprietor side too.
0: <laughs> it it doesn't hurt that there's a uh, big cash on the line too. So there's lots of side betting going on and people cheering for people that normally they wouldn't be cheering for, and it brings the yeah. a different aspect to everything too, right? Why well, didn't he lose a hundred dollars? I heard at TPC.
1: Uh, yeah, thanks, that <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, I, I, I still think it was a good bet at that time.
2: If uh, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I lost fifteen hundred from
1: it. So. Oh, you're you're steamrolling everyone. Uh, that and then I then I couldn't do sh- anything. Yeah,
2: it is what it is. <laughs> That's bowling. <sighs>
1: It was it was nice this year. Uh, it was nice at TPC this year. Uh, there was some amazing bowling. Uh, Eric had a crazy run at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tracy. A lot of it was people. awesome to see Tracy do so well too. Was it was really great. It was great. Only missing Adam though. Nobody missed me. Come
0: on. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> were, were we? Were we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the schedule still sucked. It was all over the place. Adam would have helped set, stabilize that, I think. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would have never have
2: left the bowling alley on Friday if Adam was there. It's like, oh, it's now six thirty in the morning.
0: I'll be back in half an hour. And you, and you would have made twenty percent more in beverage sales because people had to stick around for it, anyways.
2: We had people you're... there to two thirty three in the morning, anyways, and they were mad that I wasn't serving them liquor. And I'm like, guys, it's illegal. <laughs> you mean we're cut off? No, you're not cut off. We just can't serve after two a.m. Bring so, your own. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> also, on the Five Pin Podcast, uh, Five Pin Universe Podcast, do not condone outside liquor. Should two.
1: change the rules get Quebec. <laughs> three a.m. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: but but but, yeah. but we but this podcast does condone drinking and driving. right here Right. Responsible. Uh,
3: <laughs> uh, definitely missed seeing you guys at, at the TPC there, Sly. How, how many uh, came out from from Quebec? Uh, you, Max, Alex, anybody else?
1: Uh, that would be the only three of us. Uh, there's so much guys that have talent over here that, that you're absolutely
2: right, <laughs> but
1: it's it's time and money that's actually taking some, some guys want to do it, yeah, but they just can't,
0: yeah, fully understandable. Hear that WestJet start offering better prices so we can get this thing national,
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Eh? Maybe you could talk to the
0: WCBT board. Make make those contacts. Got, got to talk to the A five president. See if we can get into the C five. Uh, <laughs> they have discount rates, I do believe.
2: I, I'm pretty sure they just post that code anyway, so just use it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, only good for like a weekend, though. Yeah,
1: certain yeah. days. Uh... Yeah, what is it? Is it something like ten percent, or something? is it
0: still that?
4: Yeah. About uh, I think about ten percent.
0: Yeah, still not, still not the greatest.
4: <laughs> pay, pay pays for two bags, I guess. I guess that's what it would be.
0: True enough.
1: Yeah, speaking of bags, you know, like when when you leave, you always got like go to uh, bowling balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. like, I was gonna ask, how did how did that happen? Well, I, th- I think I ended up with five sets of ball this time. Oh, wow. Did you take home our house balls or what? No, no, I just take home the Quebec balls and sell them in them.
0: <laughs> I seen you had posted a few sales on uh, the five pin bowlers, buy and sell, so getting rid of the extra yeah. sets that you took?
1: No, I kind of have. Uh, no, I actually left some uh, oh. in Alberta. <laughs> but uh, no, I actually had too much at home, so I need you cleaning up over here. My wife was getting getting on my nerve. <laughs> <laughs> you only need uh, one set of bowling balls. Oh, I know, on. but you know, different, different. I I, <laughs> I, I love Starlines. I do. But sometimes I I, I depends on the, my grip. That i I rather go with a maybe a rubber ball or you know something uh, a little harder. You left archer. you left uh, you
2: left scorpions behind, right?
1: Yeah, those were uh, my dad's. <laughs> it had your originally. name on it. Yeah, definitely. Yes, same name as I do.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: awesome. <laughs> uh, so, I guess speaking about bowling balls, stuff that'll just lead me into uh, we, we asked your our special guest a few questions, slides. So, um, who was your bowling mentor growing up? Uh,
1: there, there was a few, uh, uh he passed away, but jo- Jacques Labrèche was probably the first one in YBC that pushed me to go and do competition and really to work hard. And so he, he's probably, uh, the guy. And then, uh, I think, uh, I, I would say, uh, Luke and, uh, Bruno was, uh, had great influence on uh i stopped bowling for eight years when i came back luke and bruno were, were kicking ass over there in quebec so i i took some advice from these guys look up to these guys and they had to share a lot of the insight
0: yeah well, that's awesome to hear um what at this time is your favorite tournament um, and it can be any tournament. it could be a duckpin tournament masters whatever
1: Wow. Uh, the favorite one, eh? Yeah, I'm going to make friends with the album here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got to be it's got to be it's got to be I would I would say not suck up on the board here. But yeah, definitely uh, Edmonton is one of them that I I've been going every year and uh, I've actually done well over there too. And uh, yeah, it's probably probably the most competitive one with all the entries that are in there. So uh, yeah, but you know, uh, nothing to. Uh, we we got great tournaments here too, uh, especially what what the club tour is doing right now, and what Timmons is doing, Al Pocket, Inkenens, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, and, and Mitch, what they're they're doing on Ontario right now, and Mike Torville. So yeah, but. Hands down uh, probably TPC. Thank you. <laughs> uh, great. Favorite,
3: favorite favorite between the opener and masters?
1: Uh, I would say I would say I would say the open, actually. I like the format a little bit better. Uh, I like the fact that you could play both. If you're single, you could play. play mm, yeah, probably one one of the right. That's fly your but- er-
4: you're uh, you're gonna be alive for a few more minutes now than Natalie found that out. That's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: Um do you have uh a toughest match or your favorite match that you've ever played in five pin Uh
1: toughest match. Yeah. Uh, well I, I think my favorite match was that uh uh bowling a large uh one year and that that night i i shot a, over a grand the other guy shot 980 and i think one game i had like 396 and he had like 392 something like that it was quite uh it, it was against uh, i don't know uh bowler boulder Dan, daniel marchand i don't, oh, I don't okay. remember that guy back in the day. It was a while ago, but uh, yeah, I still remember that match. It was quite neat.
0: And how old were you when that happened?
1: Uh, it must have been uh, pretty young. <laughs> it was a while
0: ago.
4: Probably.
1: <laughs> 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. The bowling alley's been shut down for uh, at least, I would say at least 7-8 years for sure.
2: Yeah, they shut down after was it Open Nationals there that one year,
0: yeah. It was, yeah I think it correct. was the open. It was, it was like the, yeah. Unfortunately, that's a common theme all across Canada. Bowling alley shutting down. Everybody talks about, oh, remember when we used to play at EBC or something like that, and be like, yeah, that was closed down before my time, but. Yeah. Um, what about you guys right now? Like, is the uh,
1: is this. Just- do you see like a lot of houses closing down each year or
0: it's the effect is it seemed to slow down, down the last few years but like the smaller centers in the small towns are the ones that are suffering right now it doesn't seem like the big centers are closing down anymore
2: i, I think i think we um we had enough centers closed down now that were. We're not flooded with centers anymore, and I, I, I'm sure that's what happened. I mean, there were so many bowlers back in the '80s and the '90s that all these centers opened up, and then all those bowlers disappeared, and then and then just we were flooded with centers that didn't know how to um, change business protocols to something newer. And you know, those bowlers go somewhere, but they don't go everywhere. So I, I think, I, I mean, when we started bowling. I think we had over 20 bowling alleys in Edmonton and we're down to like six. So, but it's been staying at like the six number for quite a while. So yeah, I just, I just think that it's just balanced out finally. What? and the ones that survived are okay.
0: The last one that closed down the Edmonton area, wasn't it Frazier or was it, I guess Leduc was after that, wasn't it?
4: Uh, Frazier. And then no, actually Collingwood was actually the last one. I think Collinwood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cullowen Fraser closed around the same time. Yeah. yeah, that's eight years ago, nine years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been a while.
0: Um. So, what's in your arsenal, Sly? What, what bowling shoes? What bowling balls? I know it's a few less right now, but.
1: Well, if I look on the floor here, there's about twenty balls. In the side. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite ones? Uh, I'm a Starling guy. I'm, I'm with Webby on that one. Uh, that, that was the ball that I was using at Egerstown uh, back then. Uh, always, always enjoyed uh, the, the, always taught to give me more pin action sometime, getting like crackers instead of pushing down the pin. So I, uh, also my, my next go-to is the salt. Like if I want to add something different, something softer, uh, definitely I got like I got a star that is plastic. I, yeah, I believe plastic, and the other one is rubber.
2: Yeah, both with a fair amount of movement, and one has a plastic coating, and one's a solid rubber. Yeah, that's that's good. For someone who throws as much of a backup as you, that's that's important.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I've been trying to cut down a little bit during in the last few years. So my ball doesn't move as much. Uh, maybe that's something that I had to do with by playing at parry Bowling. Yeah. when uh, were so dry. I was getting about uh, probably 10 or 12 boards of, of turn in there. Yeah. Throwing uh, actually pretty fast.
2: I mean, even in the summer, I remember aiming outside left three pin and hoping i was hitting the right side of the head pin it was just it was just insane and adam adam watched me do it and there were th- shots i thought were absolutely fine and then i ended up missing by three inches my like, oh, it, it just yeah
3: but boy if you could get it to the side that place played so big
2: yeah you could definitely score yeah
3: although absolutely. now i hear uh i hear they're starting to oil there
1: yeah, that, that had a, actually a good impact on the scoring. the first week, they actually put oil. We had uh, we, we played four games, so there was one 1,200 for the whole year. And the first night, they actually oiled it. And and they, they actually greased it up pr- pretty badly. They're like you know, I was talking to Stefan there. He didn't know how to do it, so he actually soaked them up in there and just passed them up on the lanes. But, <laughs> man, the scores were so good. There was four, four, four 1,200 that night wow
2: for for paris you know that's that's awesome anyway you go
1: yeah that's really good
2: has
3: it still been high ever since or did it
1: equalize out uh no the scores are not that high but there's way less oil i think he's spraying now uh he's putting a few sprays and just uh after that uh wiping it uh, Sorry, I, I don't have the word in English. No, no problem. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, there's barely any anymore. So I, at least it cuts uh, the movement a lot in the shot. Mm-hmm. But I think the pin pinfall went went way down uh, as the scores are showing. Getting a little bit colder out there too. Fans, yeah, definitely. A lot of don't the, react quite the same. Yeah, it's a huge thing for them too. Uh, it get pretty cold
0: at the back over there. Um. So I guess last question I have for you is uh, what do you think um, either 5Pin Universe or the WCBT or C5 or anything, what can we do to improve the sport Canada-wide? Like, um, are we kind of meeting expectations or is there other stuff that we should be doing? Like this podcast obviously... Has been over a year. Um, we've heard across Canada, people love it, and um, we're happy to do it. But is there something else that should be being done, or?
1: Well, well, something else. I, I you know, what, what is my mind? If I, I know these tournaments, I don't know if there's satellites that could be done in province. Like you, you know, remember the the TSN or CBC. Uh, each province could send players so they do qualifiers and stuff like that. I don't, and, and it's a guy you uh, asked me that the other day. He's like, why why they don't do it? Like, I, I would. I and basically you need you need people all all across Canada running those. But uh, yeah, that could be something to yeah, look into. It.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, I know um, when the World Series of Poker and stuff was going on back here in Alberta, there was quite a few house games, even though they're not legal. Um, But people were doing house games, and if the guy won the tournament, he got a free entry into the World Series of Poker and got a few hotel nights and stuff like that. That's definitely something that um, centers or even groups of league bowlers, if they want to do something like that, throw 20 bucks in for a couple weeks, and whoever wins the the total or whatever gets the, the entry spot or something like that.
2: Yeah yeah i i totally agree um i think from a tpc standpoint we'd be more than willing uh, we'd have to obviously work with the other proprietors if they're if they're willing to do things like that for us and we want them to make money doing it um because i mean ultimately that's that's what we all need but uh from a tpc standpoint we'd be more than willing to work with somebody like that and from a sherwood bowl standpoint i think we'd be more than willing to work for the other tournaments as well we've talked about that before Running a satellite for Regina, running a satellite for Calgary or Red Deer or something like that. I don't think if we have a free weekend, I don't think we'd have a problem doing it at all. Because Tim and I just come in and we just work it anyways, and we're on salary. It doesn't make any difference. you got to turn the lanes on, right? So, um, I think that's I think that's a good idea.
4: Should we uh, Should we so I send a message to Stefan and see? Hey, buddy, do you want to run an event in Perry?
1: And but you uh, know what? You could try it, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, that he would, he would. I wouldn't be surprised if, we were, playing, if we we're paying for games and all that. He's making money at the end of the day. wouldn't be surprised that he would be interested in running that. So. And, and he,
2: he has a, an abundance of um, energy. And like the, the, the guy is just so passionate about the game. Uh, so yeah. The, the, I, I love the guy. Uh, so yeah, that that'd be awesome. We should message him sometime uh, closer I'll, to TPC.
1: <laughs> I'll I'll see him tomorrow anyway. So I'll 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 slide a word too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. This this guy's been good, man. I gotta say, Stefan, you, you go there, you feel welcome. You feel like you know.
2: you belong, Absolutely
1: right. And, uh, every time yeah. you showed up, is he's going to say hi. I think this is, you need that from the proprietors and
0: also the yeah. managers. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just not a, a wallet walking in the door. They actually greet uh, you as a person and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Obviously, Sherwood Bowl is a prime example is that you always feel welcome walking into their um, heritage lanes, kind of the same idea. And I, I think that's where the, the proprietors are making the turn. I remember growing up in YBC and walking into a center and they'd even don't even look at you, don't even acknowledge who you are. They just expect you to pay and play, right?
3: I don't know. That, that I think I might've had a bit of a different experience even when I was really young. Um, just my family was involved in bowling quite a bit. So basically, you know, I could walk into pretty much anywhere and not necessarily like bowl or anything like that, but, uh, all the proprietors, you know, they they would come over, say hello, and stuff like that. I, I think that's been in in our industry for for many years. Uh, but there there's definitely some smaller centers that are just so money focused that yeah, you, you're you're essentially just the customer. But I, I don't I think it's more of the minority.
4: Uh, Adam, you're a pretty big deal back then too. I mean, no, not hall not... hall hall fame oh, member geez. and. Man.
3: <laughs> eh. I, I walk into Sherwood and I'm kind of, you know,
0: asked to leave. So, <laughs> but they still know who you are.
4: Yeah, we we put, we, we put your photo up 364 days after you won, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then then put Lonnie's face right over it,
2: right over the top. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I yeah. think I think the the good thing is is that we have a lot of proprietors who are also. You know, heavily involved in the actual game, and not and not just, not just opening the doors for people. It's it's uh, it's a different atmosphere. And at the end of the day, we've all said it. It's more important to be friends with people than it is to be competitive in the game. To me, anyways. Um, so I, I think I think it's it's important that way. Where every, everybody our friends. We're family. It's um, we see each other more often than we see most of our family. So, uh, well
0: well let's be fair if, if you acknowledge the people and you're you're friendly with them they're gonna come back if you're if you're not if you just take their money and go set them up the bowl and then they walk out the door nine times out of ten they'll they'll walk into any other place and do the same thing right so if you're friendly to them and you acknowledge them and you help support them they'll always come back and they'll they'll help you out too so
3: uh, to be honest, it, it it's probably that that direct correlation to why some of those centers closed down as well.
1: For sure.
2: It's that yeah. and and uh, the the uh, the price of real estate. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: It, th- those are the reasons for sure. What do you mean a car wash makes better money than a bowling center? That's outrageous that you would even talk like that. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> eh? <laughs>
4: I I I just. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you're right there, Dex. I But the other thing, too, you have to understand is that it goes two different ways. Uh, I think a lot of us who worked in a bowling center feel like we're like the bartender at the end of the counter there, and, and everybody spills their guts out once you, you get to know you, and I don't care about your divorce. I don't care about your <laughs> girlfriend problems, right? <laughs> you're right? And then that's also, that's
0: the industry you're involved in, though.
4: Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> it's like you pretended you really care about that, but you really don't. It's like... Soon as they turn away, it's like, oh Jesus, go to
2: hell! Like, <laughs>
4: like, it's just, it's just like, it's just awkwardness, right? It's, it's like, it's, it's, the, like, it's,
2: it's yeah. Well, once you, hit, once you hit like divorce number seventy-five, hearing about them, it's, it's, it's all the same. You feel bad for them, but like, yeah, it, it is what it is. You move on, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Happily served them a beer.
0: Yeah. So, you got any questions for us, Sly? Anything going on that we should know about?
1: Uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. He put me on the spot right now. Uh...
0: (laughs) Well, we we can move on to a different topic if you want to think about that for a minute or two. Sure. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, Adam has a new segment. He introduced this top five dealio, so we'll let him spin around. What do you got going on, there. Sure.
3: No, I definitely received a lot of feedback on, on the top fives. definitely seems like uh, a lot of people like it. Uh, like the concept. I've got a, a few uh, submissions uh, of uh, some topics that people would like. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing is that I, I want everybody to know that when we're putting this stuff out, it's just all in good nature fun uh, for the most part. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, I take uh,
2: offense to it Im- Im- immediately.
3: What's that number two? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, we and, were number five.
3: And, and honestly, who does throw a sandwich?
2: <laughs>
0: no one.
3: <laughs> that guy does. <laughs> yeah, not not sure what this uh, this week's topic is going to be. Just yet, I've, I've got a couple. Potentials, but uh, I'll try to get that out uh, probably Friday afternoon.
0: Perfect. I seen might
3: might be might be meme pages this week.
0: I seen Robbie Hendrickson did the hardest throwers on tour. Do you guys? You might have missed a few. Do you guys agree with that list, or who would you substitute for a few of those players?
3: Well, what what did he have for the list? Uh, I know he had number five is Rich for some reason,
0: but. uh, Yeah, he had... So, we'll go through it here. Um, So, he had... Number one is Derek Horn. Number two is Evan LeCousier. Number three is Matt Harms. Number four is Brett Mapstone. And number five is Rich Weber.
3: Yeah, well, I definitely agree with one. Uh, Or not necessarily number one, but uh, Derek Horn throws it up a ton.
0: Yeah, he, uh, c- he can rev it up pretty high.
2: I mean, and Evan can, but he doesn't on a consistent it, not basis. Typically, no, that,
3: not typically. Not, not unless it's like six feet off the ground usually, right? Yeah,
2: that, that's an anger shot that he throws every once in a while for sure. Mapstone he, Mapstone throws it hard.
3: Ken. He slow down. Two people that come to my mind are uh, probably Kerry, right? I, I think Kerry probably throws maybe second or third hardest on tour. Uh Derek used to, Derek Holm.
0: Yeah,
4: used uh, I, coin, I think I'm
3: kinda of about the same speed as Derek.
4: Har- Harmstroms.
3: Harms can,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, probably the hardest checker that, that I know but he doesn't play on tour is probably Brandon and great. Right?
0: Yeah. He only plays the open though, so Yeah. Um yeah, I can I agree definitely with Derek Gordon and Evan um matt harms he can throw really hard too but his normal shot i think is right right around where he said 52 um maps the one is he even in the 50s anymore i don't think so
3: yeah he's probably, probably probably low probably 50 51
4: something like that
0: yeah and i have no idea what rich throws he only throws at one center so i never see a clock on him so and it's straight
2: down.
4: Down. She exactly. the foul
0: line, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's probably 70 kilometers an hour into the floor. Yeah.
3: He, he used to throw it a lot harder. I, I probably guess he's probably up in like, high 40s, 47, 48, something like that. Usually when I'm playing, I'm both 53, 52, 53. Carrier probably about 53.
0: Yeah, 53, 54. Uh, that Jonathan Cowan, though, he, he throws mid 50s. Alex over,
1: Alex over 50. Well, yeah, it was until I told him to slow down.
3: <laughs> well, it, it, and honestly, when, when I hear like a hard shot, I, I don't always classify it as speed, right? Because I, yeah. I want to see what the, the pins do, what the splash is. Because, you know, I, for, for myself, uh, I, I know I don't throw it as hard as anybody, but I know when that ball hits the pins, it hits as hard as anybody.
2: Yeah right. you you're you're an anomaly cuz you throw it hard and you get pins to duck under which is isn't a common trait for that speed truthfully.
0: You see star lots. Of, uh,
2: yeah
0: I think I think we should uh we should test those star lines. Maybe cut them open, see what see what's inside. Maybe they're illegal.
2: Yeah, it's okay. We'll glue it back together.
0: <laughs> I'll retire the week after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I Robbie bringing that up, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, people. It was like one that. of my
3: topics, by the way, <laughs> which I now can't do.
0: He snagged it from you.
2: I'm I'm really bad. I I don't keep track of that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I watched so many people bowl, but I can't sit there and be like, "Man, that guy throws it hard." I didn't even realize Derek went through it that hard, truthfully.
0: Oh yeah, he he Always was getting, getting it over sixty. <laughs>
1: crazy just just right a wingspan eh? i've i've seen duckman bowlers uh some guys close to 60 like on every shot it's, Jeez. The, the way they throw they they, they start at the at, at the back of the lane. they did start running and chuck chuck <laughs> that that thing three quarters all the way down the lane does that does it work oh yeah like Pins are flying. They're coming back. They're, they don't. They don't hit the middle, and they even still get straight. It's disgusting. Hey, Tim, what, what, was,
3: what was that gentleman's name from Saskatchewan that we played at the Open? That uh, he ended up oh, actually having to change. Van Dale. Dallas Dallas, 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 Dallas. Dallas. Yes. That,
2: that was guy. amazing. Yeah. That was that was truly amazing. So his name is Dallas Van Dale. Really nice guy. Uh, we are practicing before the tournament starts at Scottsdale, and he throws, he throws a couple of balls underneath, and Lenny Adams says like, "Watch this guy." Throws a couple of balls underneath the shield, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Phew, phew!" Like just launched them right over the shield because that's how he bowls in PG. He can't. It just, it just goes. Or PA, sorry. It just, it just flies out there, and he can't control that. So we go to Abbotsford the first day to actually play and he's launching them, just launching them all day long. And it is what it is, right? You you could do that. Um, But we all looked at, like, we looked at Lenny and we're like, he's not going to play at all the last two days, which are both at Scottsdale. He's not going to have any points. So we get there the night, we get there within the third day and he starts throwing and he changed from like four step to two or one even. And, I think it was two. Yeah, and then just boom, like j- just underneath the shield every time. And I don't I think he may have hit it one time. Just changed his complete style, had never bowled like that before, and was unreal. He played really well, yeah. It was it was super cool to see. But unexpected. But yeah, he's gotta be up there for speed too, for sure.
3: Hmm. Who else is out there that throws a ton on, on our tour? It's gotta be a few others.
0: How Steven, hard uh Lo Shedder. Steve he, is, he
2: he can
0: high forties for sure.
2: How I, about our one-legged man chafe?
0: Oh, Shane, Shane? I, he's he, hi, he's high forties, low fifties, but he throws with a three twelve. Yeah, ball. the biggest, heaviest ball you can yeah. throw.
2: like fifty one with a three twelve is that's that's insane.
0: I throw fifty four with my three twelves.
4: Yeah, okay. but we won't see Shane until twenty twenty three anyway, so we're not worried too worried about Shane. Is that another yeah. podcast? Or? Yeah, yeah that's, that's when he's going to be a
2: podcast. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> or when he's done his rehab, yeah. yeah.
2: He'll be scheduled <laughs> four more times, but it'll be 2023.
4: <laughs> Still
3: waiting to release that uh, that hidden episode, right, okay.
0: Yeah, it's uh, if somebody knows how to uncorrupt the file that's been deleted for over a year, I've had her. <laughs> JB. It's gotta be JB. If there's a guy, it's JB. Yeah.
1: yeah JB can't figure it out, no one can. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: Hey Sly, one uh one item that, that we usually ask uh, the the guests that the kind of forgot there was uh what what's left on your bucket
1: list? Yeah. Oh man, there's a lot. <laughs> I I don't even have the pedigree of you guys. Uh, uh, double, I'm not double. I'm not going to lie. I'm mm-hmm. shocked that you have one gold.
0: Yeah, I was I was blown away when you told me that.
1: I got a I got a bunch of uh look at my wall right now. I got a bunch of silver and uh bronze. But uh you know, nothing like a gold, right? It, that, uh, that to me that double Yeah, sorry.
0: Wow. Uh to me that's unreal. Every time we make it the nationals, Quebec's always one of the teams that we know we have to win all our matches against because they're going to be there at the end. And it baffles me because I know we've ran into you guys several times had always have close matches. And I think it's like a 50, 50 split and you guys, and it's crazy that you don't have more golds. So it just, that's unreal.
1: Yeah. That's something uh, team, team gold uh, would be nice even singles but definitely double cbt win would be, <laughs> would be one of the, the high point for sure got close a few times but uh ran, ran out of gas or ran into a wall like jordan shows this year was just insane yeah he gave me four frames and that's about it after that he just didn't add any openings
2: it, that's, it, that's the thing with playing the one-on-one format is, if somebody gets into a rhythm, it's just so hard to stop them. It's so easy to just maintain that, that composure and just that thought process when you're two minutes in between balls. It's uh, yeah,
0: it's it's so different than playing on a five-player team. If only uh, Jeff England would move the club tour to event so Sly could come out to the Autumn Open and play. Fifteen games against <laughs> sixteen different players.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. I got for that one. I gotta, I gotta stay with, within within my, uh, my 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 close uh, close neighborhood here. It's it's a five hour, uh, four or five hour drive, but a little well, bit cheaper.
3: Totally makes sense. How, yeah. how many duck How many duck pinners come up to the club tours?
1: not sure about the numbers i think mitch posted at some point but uh i'm pretty sure it was close to 10 well, that's awesome that's definitely really uh and it's it's kind of cheap for de- these guys too they could fly uh like washington buffalo for like 60 bucks and then wow. they ran a, they ran a van four or five guys drive up to uh to oshawa wow. How long of a drive is that? Should be that much. Uh, I don't know. Never done it. Probably hmm. max couple of hours. That's okay. that's awesome. That's
0: that's the aggravating part about uh, Canadian Airlines paying four hundred dollars to fly an hour is just well absolutely outrageous.
2: We have our flights booked for Masters Nationals. And it's nine hundred and fifty dollars a person to newfoundland
0: wow wow uh, what is it from bc probably about the same bc yeah, seems 951 to really the same price. yeah it's a yeah. lot
3: yeah. yeah the problem is it will be like 900 from toronto <laughs> yeah. right like yeah. it's, it, it, it's so ridiculous to fly within within our boundaries
0: yeah. yeah yeah you can go to the states drive down to like uh, I don't know, but Billings or whatever, and you can fly to Florida for under a hundred bucks. Like their, their air flight system is, it, you always hear horror stories about like United and stuff like that, losing baggage. But when you can fly anywhere for 60 bucks or hundred, even a hundred dollars, you take a carry on. <laughs> don't worry about your baggage. Oh,
1: yeah. Worth the risk. Yeah. yeah it's total different, uh, landscape for for sure like for us it's we're lucky like for the last four years for edmund that we the, the max we paid was 450 oh, so bad. yeah we're arranging about 400 450 dollars right there's uh don't know your costs so if you want to make some money you gotta do a little run on something for sure
0: um does like flare or any any of those cheaper uh discount flights, do they fly out of your area at all Sly or?
1: Uh
0: no not not from Ottawa.
1: Unfortunately, they're not there
0: yet. I think Ottawa's a smaller market compared to, you know,
1: Hamilton, which has Toronto right beside it. Yeah, the population support that. But
0: uh, yeah. no, we're still
1: uh West Jet Air Canada and uh, Porter. Use a few times Porter well to, to go in the US uh, to play dockings. It's cheaper to go there. I mean, it cost me $300 uh, return return flight to go to Washington.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Going to play. We no. need to open <laughs> Maybe yeah. the Edmonton 5 pin will purchase a private plane. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: alberta masters
2: <laughs> no they they need the money right now <laughs> we got it's an expensive nationals and and then we host nationals next year so the it's uh it's a tight budget money. even with money's being lost with money. yeah
1: absolutely you guys still got the gaming uh gaming funds from uh, the province yeah huge Yeah, myself Wadi. no
4: <laughs>
2: Yes, significantly.
4: Eight, eight I got eighty thousand plus a year uh, for every for every every eighteen months for for a casino. Did you say eighty thousand? Eighty thousand, and that doesn't include my five thousand I make every bingo I have for the E five, and that's eighteen bingos a year.
3: But it's got to be spent in very just, dedicated ways, right?
4: You're right. You can't just yeah. willy nilly spend it, or you lose it speaking from
0: experience. <laughs> <laughs> if the if the AGLC is listening to this podcast, Tim didn't just acknowledge that he spent the money improperly. No.
2: No, it's just it's just the the proper use of proceeds is changes from person to person that's dealing with stuff, so it's not clear cut and that's that's the issue, but um, yes, to answer your question, Sly, it, it makes the game so much more accessible out here, and we are very fortunate. In in almost all of our organizations, we have some sort of gaming funds that makes the game just that little bit easier to afford. So, yeah, yeah,
4: which,
1: which is why, why they're, they're available.
2: available.
1: for the Masters every
2: tournament. Or Masters has uh, a gaming license too that they have a casino every, I believe it's every 18 months too, um, for Alberta. Uh, yeah i'm sure calgary and calgary's in the same boat C- central has one too but it's lesser
0: yeah just because it's, it's out of red deer yeah but,
4: yeah uh, so we're fortunate for sure very fortunate yeah yeah
1: yeah this is probably yeah this is compared for us uh like if the ticket costs 900 or whatever we we fundraise through a normal uh golf tournament then Fun, uh, strike 13 fundraisers well some of the guys like some years we paid seven eight hundred dollars from our own pocket just uh, in extra of what we paid the whole year to play yeah mm-hmm. so right. it It's it a lot of it's very uh expensive so that's turning away a lot of people
0: <coughs> yeah for sure well in alberta we We're so lucky because uh, all the oil workers like to gamble. So AGLC just rolls in the money. But uh, (laughs) with the oil industry failing, who knows? (laughs) You might see us in the same boat pretty soon.
2: Yeah, It sounds like the bingos are going well, though, Tim. So it's just all the older people with the money now. Yeah, the senior citizens.
4: Hey, hey, hey out! I don't know why we're, we're talking about me here. Sly is an accountant for the federal government. He works in Ottawa. Why can't he just swindle something for us?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't like me because I work for Environment Canada. Oh,
2: oh no. Oh. Oh. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been great having you on. <laughs>
1: I, i'm pretty sure my new minister will uh will try to uh be friends with alberta for sure
0: <laughs> <Yeah. Definitely. Okay>.
1: <laughs> 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 i don't shit. know
0: <laughs> gotta keep us bowlers afloat i'm not worried about the rest <laughs> carbon tax yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, does anybody else have a another topic they want to hit on
3: Well, I know on uh, Monday, we ended up uh, in the Edmonton region. We had the salute to excellence, which, uh, you know, I I know everybody that's down there is extremely excited, extremely, you know, fortunate to to have that opportunity. Uh, One that that not many other bowling communities have access to uh, after, you know, being in the Calgary region. And I I know they kind of complain a little bit that they, you know, have to watch us. You know, have that opportunity every year, um, and of course, with the Cst Five Hall of Fame and other uh, there's there's quite a bit of of award recognition in our sport these days. Um, is there any other recognition that uh,
0: might be available to to some of these other communities? I like uh, so you bring up that topic when we won when central won um, the Alberta open, then we won ca- Canadian nationals. Red Deer did that as well. They did a recognition for the central teams, which is the first time I ever heard of it, um, being done. Um, so I don't know, like it slide. Does that happen in the Ottawa Gatineau region? If like, when you went open mixed, did, uh, did you guys have a uh-huh. recognition night or,
1: um, uh, one year, uh, they had a, I know they had a recognition uh, for amateur sport in Gatineau, no? uh, but I don't think it's still running for bowlers right now because there, there's too many other sports and there's also people going internationally. So like, like martial arts, stuff like that. So we were never, uh, like our, uh, we were never retained as candidates. So after a while, we, we kind of gave up on that. Uh, in Ottawa, I don't know if they still have it, uh, the CD of Ottawa. They, they had a recognition over there. I remember Stéphane La and Alvin Leve, uh, getting recognition on that side. So I, I, I'm not sure if it's still running or not, but it's probably less. I think it was still running two years ago.
2: So for in us for us in Edmonton, um, I I believe Tim, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, but I believe uh, the if you want to be recognized for it in the Salute of Excellence, you need to win like gold medal at a national level. I I don't believe they take silver or bronze; it's you have to win gold, or you medal in an international competition. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Correct. Yeah so that that kind of weeds it out a little i don't know why i don't know why they wouldn't consider bowling over or i mean alongside other sports I, I realize it's not as physical as things like martial arts and stuff but uh i think it's equally a sport but th- those are the guidelines here
1: anyways well you know bowling could be quite the sports you know you could break a toe uh, pretty easily <laughs> i've seen, I've seen a guy
2: break, yeah i've seen hands i've seen ankles I've seen wrists,
3: yeah, yeah. Even um, in the goes, Edmonton region,
2: hell, he, I, I've seen hips. I've seen I'm, I've seen hips and backs, just on a carry. <laughs> <this> <laughs> like, <year>. yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, things happen.
3: And one one thing with uh, with the the ceremony that they have here in Edmonton, uh, I'm always kind of shocked at just how Few different sports organizations that, that are a part of it. Um, you know, typically we've, we've got a fairly large five-pin, uh, you know, bowling community as part of it. There's usually a badminton community. Um, I don't know. They swimming, swimming, and, and they had cheer this year, which was, was kind of cool. And um, yeah, and I, I do believe they are changing the, the format for, for 2020. Uh, according to their website, so I don't know if that's going to necessarily, you know, change our our potential to to have it there, but um, definitely very appreciative of, of the Edmonton Five and for for putting it forward and uh, you know following that movement for, for the bowlers of, of the Edmonton region.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of kind of sucks hearing that other major centers don't have the the same um, same process. I know this isn't quite along the same line, but I know Gino was inducted into the Wetaskiwin Hall of Fame. Um, it's a smaller community, probably a little bit easier to get in, but it's nice to see that the sport of five pin bowling was still recognized by a Hall of Fame or a Sports Hall of Fame induction. Um, and I don't know, but I I heard rumors that the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame was looking into stuff like that too, so.
2: I believe Diane Violini has her shoes in the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
3: Yeah. I, I thought we have bowlers in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um For some reason, I, I was thinking Bruce might be in there.
0: Yeah, I I don't have the official no. notice on that, but I know it's been talked about, and I've heard, heard rumblings about it. I know a few golfers in it, and they've mentioned that there was some bowling talk, so that'd be kind of neat.
2: We should swing by there one day on the way after Masters or something.
0: It's literally right on the highway. <laughs> That's what we mean. We should my,
4: actually just do that one day. My, uh, my last 85 meeting was in there upstairs. I should have went and take a look. Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah.
4: You didn't? You there, were in there view. and you
1: didn't
0: look? <laughs>
4: well, why? I'm, I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was stressful meeting. Yeah. <laughs> stressful meeting. yeah. Stressful meeting. I had a chair for the first time. I was, you know, just not in the
2: right frame of mind to go see the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Maybe it would have motivated you to do better at TPC.
0: No. No, he, he's going to get into the Hall of Fame on all his silvers at Masters.
4: Oh, wow! Wow! Oh. oh.
3: Or open. Or open. Wow. Oh. Or
4: open.
2: Open oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's fine.
0: <laughs> just, just,
2: just four single silver. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah,
0: no problem, Tim.
2: <laughs> Only four? Yeah. He,
0: he's, he's, he's like more. He's working the way on you. you out about it. Sorry? He's, he's working the way on you. out about it. Well, at least oh. I have three golds. <laughs> Well, on that note, Sly, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, right. It was awesome having you on. Um, anytime you want to join us again, just let us know.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate that. I'll always love to talk about bowling, and chat with you guys. Yeah. Always. A pleasure.
0: Always good seeing you, man. Hopefully, we can always. get a small ball bowling tour going on. Yeah, we'll, we'll join you out in the duckpin circuit. Yeah. Yeah. How cool would that be?
1: Yeah. That would be great. Can't wait to see you guys up there. Maybe next year. We'll Maybe. try to arrange something.
0: Awesome. All Perfect. Right. Sounds good to bye. me, man. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks. Let's bye.